This is the Out of Time Film Podcast, where your hosts, Tom and John, discuss everything from blockbuster films to TV and games like there's no tomorrow. Welcome back to the Ask Time Film Podcast. My name is Tom and as always, I'm joined by my co-host John. This week we're talking about Suzume. I cannot wait to talk about this film that we've been meaning to talk about forever, but yes. it's finally here. It's finally I'm so here. So excited. And for our three-year anniversary, mm. incredible. We'll incredible. talk a bit more about that at the end. But yeah, Suzume, we're going to be doing full spoilers. So for anyone who hasn't seen it, you have been warned. So Suzume, briefly explain the plots for those who don't know. Okay. A modern action-adventure road story where a 17-year-old girl named Suzume helps a mysterious young man close doors from the other side that are releasing disasters all over Japan. Fantastic. So this is Makoto Shinkai's film coming off the back of Weathering With You and Your Name. I haven't seen Weathering With You, but Your Name is an absolute banger and you've seen both of them. So what did you think of Suzume? It was just wonderful. It was just a wonderful experience to watch in the cinema. I just loved that you were just completely lost in the film. It was just a wonderful experience. Like, I really love the story. It's not better than Your Name, but it is one of the best films I've seen. It was just a wonderful film. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I agree. It's just a testament to how good this filmmaker is that he manages to take these really wild concepts that when I started the film, I wasn't sure would work. Very early in the film, Sota becomes a chair. And I was like, oh, it kind of felt to me a bit like Pixar's soul when Ah. the main character becomes a cat and oh, we get wacky shenanigans where there's a cat. And I wasn't sure that it would work, you know, like, I think Soul does it well, and I thought that Suzume did it really well. They really took advantage of some of those more bizarre concepts. It wasn't as grounded as something like Your Name, and Your Name isn't a grounded film, but this one was really out there, and it it built this universe of these closers and this whole other side and this world beyond, and I thought that was really, really interesting to explore. Yeah, I'm just looking at IMDb with, like, the trivia. It says that Shinkai cites the story of this one called Super Frog Saves Tokyo. It's the novel Kafka on the Shore. And the anime film Kiki's Delivery Service as the main inspiration. I tell you what, you can feel that. Especially in the first half of the movie, Suzume, when she leaves and she's going from place to place, from door to door, and makes these connections and, and, and people out of their own kindness take her in, whether it be when she works for a little bit at the restaurant or at the bar. She works with people and, you know, she kind of lends her services and she meets people. And like you said on the way home, when we saw it, you were like... I could have watched a whole movie of just that. And I agree, because it it very much was a similar vibe as Kiki's Delivery Service, where it is these very precious moments and precious memories and people coming together through their kindness. I thought that was so spectacular to watch. Yeah, and I have been reading Kafka on the Shore, Mm. which is such a surreal book. I know what inspiration it's getting from, apart from really weird stuff in in the book. I'm I'm correct in assuming that's the one with Colonel Sanders, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Um, good. Good. You told me about that. (laughs) It's taken a lot of inspiration from this surreal travel type experience. Like in this movie, it's like coming of age, really. You're trying to understand yourself with these mysterious doors. And I loved the way they showed that these doors are very terrifying. You know, like that worm that comes out the The door. Um, yeah. And 
I did not expect that at all. Like, I didn't watch a lot of the trailers because I didn't want it to be spoiled. But that was just, like, unexpected. Like, whoa. Like, at the beginning of the film, she saw it in her school. And it was just like, okay, this is where we're going. And I really like the direction it took from there. Because I thought, as you said, you were worried that it was going to be goofy. You know, like, what they're going to do with the chair. But I thought it was really serious in terms of, like, it was balancing the comedy. I really liked the comedy in the film. I thought it was just not too forced. It was just, like a normal humor it was just like very funny yeah all the humor felt rooted in the characters and it felt like it was ways to kind of endear you to them there's a whole sequence where Susan May has to take care of this woman's kids and the kids are just being ridiculous and energetic and in that you just get a really nice like character bonding scene between Susan May and Sota even though Sota's a chair and they're pretending that he's some sort of AI robot like that was really well done and and you're right it doesn't go over being too goofy which I feel like a lot of films especially animation films do there is always that danger that when you're kind of making any film that leans on comedy it can become too much and therefore the emotions don't work but i think the emotions do really work yeah i'm with you i watched the trailer when it came out but i haven't watched it since and i haven't really been looking for trailers and and, you know like information so you know i I, i'm with you i was expecting something more like your name and so at the beginning when they pretty quickly ditched the school i was like oh this is going to be very different and it was but it has very kind of similar themes as as your name a huge part of the film tackles similar ideas of memory yeah and the idea of places that have been abandoned or you know memory that hasn't been explored again you know that Mm. you have to find that memory and that's what i really liked throughout the film because it was her trying to find out what were these doors but the doors had meanings as well like this is an entire different world that, you know, she's been there before, but it's very familiar to her. And I thought it was just great to, you know, Shota is the closer who is trying to shut these doors. And if they don't shut the doors, this worm will create this catastrophic earthquake. And what I really liked about it is that we're exploring Shota as a character and then you get to see this character dynamic. And it was really interesting because Shota was just a chair throughout the film and you get to see that dynamic between them. It was just very emotional in terms of like they had to have each other throughout the film and it was just that emotional pull to explore these characters throughout the film and it just felt really nice it didn't felt like forced at all you just get to explore that and i really like that as well yeah i mean like turning him into a chair is a stroke of genius because in many ways he has to therefore lean on her because he can't go to the place he needs to go as a chair but in also ways she has to lean on him not only in the fact that as a chair sometimes she has to stand on him but also the fact that she doesn't know anything about this clothes he's the more of all the information and yeah. so therefore that kind of forcing them together and having them rely on each other like that is so great and the added level of the doors as you say being these places where memory kind of comes alive and comes back like memory is such a huge part of Suzume's character and what drives her there's a lot in the film about the past how does that influence the people we become mm. and how does memory impact all of that what I love yeah. so much about this was that Suzume right at the end gets to tell her younger self that it's going to be alright something that she's needed to hear and that's such an emotional moment for her. It's it's truly beautiful how the film handles how experience shapes us and how mm. Suzume as a person takes control of that in her own narrative. Like the doors, all abandoned places and are filled with memories of the past and the people and places that have been lost. Through her journey, Suzume meets people in the present and gets to be a part of their stories, even briefly. And these people connect to the memories of the forgotten places mm. in a way that carries a lot of that melancholy. Like the woman who used to go to the abandoned school or the woman who used to go to the fun fair with her family. All these things kind of permeate the narrative. 
telling a story about the way that memory impacts us and how we keep it with us. Again, I feel like it's very similar to your name and how the timelines in that movie work and how memory becomes such an ingrained part of that. I won't spoil it, but that is a huge part of what yeah. makes that movie work so well in its emotions. And I feel like you get the exact same thing here. Yeah. And this is like, you know, the character arc for her because she has to find about herself throughout the doors. But also the chair was a memory of her mother which passed away, I think, when she was four. Yeah. And the chair wasn't really used that much. It's just broken. But if you look at it a different way, it's like, as you grow older, you see this piece of family, you look at it, and then you're rediscovering those memories. And I thought that was just a really different visual story. She's trying to reconnect those memories and rediscovering herself. And I just loved the animation with that as well. I thought it was just very nostalgic in a way because it just reminded me of Ghibli films with the score as well. It just felt like very nostalgic and it's such a chaotic film. And mm. I just loved everything about it. Like you get to see different aspects of life. And uh, as you said, like you get to meet different people and it's like you're rediscovering that part of history, really. Yeah, so many of the supernatural moments of the film are really chaotic, but it balances them really yeah. well with the scale and that kind of tips like the scale kind of as they progress throughout Japan we start literally there's a quite a few times when we see the map and we start right at the bottom of the map and we go right up to the top through Tokyo and I think the biggest visual sequences you get whenever the worm shows up they keep on ramping up and I feel like that works really nicely and the animation yeah. shows just this grand scale in, in such a nice way but also the animation really comes down to the level of the characters whenever there's a, a quiet moment or a moment that carries a lot of like emotional weight it's never kind of compensating for any of those elements the balance is so so spot on whenever yeah. it comes to the pacing of these action set pieces it works really really well to the point where like the structure of the narrative was very i don't know exactly where things are placed but it felt like that moment where shota becomes a keystone as a chair and the Tokyo door is closed, I felt like that was the end of the movie, but it might have even been the midpoint. Like, I'm not quite sure. The movie really, really stretched everything out and almost you get two different halves where the first half is like a road trip adventure closing all these doors and the second half, well, that actually becomes more like a singular, less episodic kind of adventure. If that makes sense. I don't know if yes, that is. Yes, I know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It reminds me of 1917 in a way because... It's that effect. You get to see these two characters and then one character goes away or disappears or dies. You're with this character and it feels empty. I think that's what the film is trying to do because you, you get to experience the first half of the film and then the second half of the film is entirely different, which is really cool. Like, that's what your name was like because at mm. the beginning of the first half of the film, you're just completely lost in the body-swapping chaos between <laughs> Mitsuma and Taki. And then it completely completely changes in the second half and i really like that in this film because you know it's just like it can be very hard to like you know you got this one singular story and you feel like how do i explore something else without changing that mood of the story so like it's just really interesting how that tone shifted towards like you know it was like very upbeat you know it was just this guy trying to close doors as a chair but then <laughs> it's just like completely empty in the second half she's trying to find him and herself it's kind of poetic in a way of like she did find something in the first half but she didn't know what it is but then in the second half it's all about that journey and there was a really good character development between what well, the relationship between you know the aunt and suzume 
as well. I thought that was a yeah. really interesting dynamic because it reminded me a lot about teenage upbringing, you know, like how you're going to deal with your son and daughter. Like they could be going somewhere else and it's that rebellious phase in the film that the aunt was thinking. Yeah, well, like in the first half, the aunt Tamaki, she's like, oh, she's being in this rebellious phase and it's treated almost comedically where Susan May keeps on hanging up and they being like, ah, she's going to get you one day. And then in the second half, they have a conversation that's genuinely like, I've cared for you ever since you were a kid. In many ways, I feel like I've given up my own youth for you. And this is how you're repaying me. And it actually hits so much harder than in the first half. And I feel like that is such a brilliant thing that Shinkai does. Again, haven't seen Weathering with you, but with your name and with Suzume, it's so well done how the first half is all fun and games, but it's setting up things that are going to be incredibly important for later on. In these films, he's setting up things that become the emotional moments. Like, as you say, the chair. The chair, it's funny watching Shota run around as a chair, but the chair becomes an incredible integral part of what the film is like mm. about and the emotional core of it all and things like all the little small details that kind of come together. It's an incredibly powerful storytelling device. We talked about, for our two-year special last year, we did Lord of the Rings trilogy. It's the uh. same thing. At the beginning, they spend so much time building up the Shire and what is important to these characters so that we can show what it's like when that's taken away. We can really feel it. And it's not an easy thing to do. It's very easy just to say it, but it shows so much skill to be able to do that. And if I had one nitpick for this film, it would be, I felt like the pacing was a bit off it felt like it went on for ages and they really stretched it out but at the end of the day they didn't waste any time as long as i felt it was and as i say i felt like it had two climaxes and it felt a little bit off who cares it really really crafted everything to the letter and mm. I'm sure that re-watching this film, some of those moments will really stand out. Like at the beginning, the reason why Shota gets turned into a chair is because he is in Suzume's house and she's trying to mend his wound. And later on, you find out that her mum was a nurse and in many ways she wants mm. to kind of follow in her mum's footsteps something that carries so much more weight her mum was literally helping people and that is why she died we find out that that was a casualty of the 2011 tsunami and a lot of these things that are, are really small details at the beginning really come to the forefront and they really do tug on your heartstrings yeah that was really emotional like it was you as an audience trying to piece all together like what really happened with Suzume's mother and how she got lost and yeah it, it was just really emotional at the end where oh there was a great moment i really liked it was when susan may gets shota back and it was just very emotional like she gave it her all just to bring him back and i thought it was great but one other moment was when as you said earlier when susan may was talking to her younger self it was all about that belief you know everything's gonna be okay what was the quote that i said i really liked i'm your tomorrow i thought that was a really interesting quote that's something to look through throughout the film because it's like, how is she going to do something on her own? And reinforcing with her idea of becoming a nurse is a really interesting aspect to look through. And I thought that was really emotional. And Radwimps, can we just talk about Radwimps? <laughs> oh my God. Wizards. Truly, wizards. truly wizards. I've been listening to the soundtrack all day yesterday. Yeah. Man. Just fantastic. Man. They don't put a foot wrong and they really go that extra mile and again, tugging on your heartstrings. And I think that climax where Suzume brings Shota back is just fantastic because you can feel that emotion and the way that she does give up everything. Emotionally, she lays it all on the table and then we get to see through Shota's eyes, which I thought was just like 
such a really great way of reframing the film and, and seeing, you know, as a chair, he sees all these small moments where we don't know if he was watching or not. And they make that hit so well. And, you know, mm. again, like that second half, they really kind of dig deep into the burdens that each character bears. You know, every character has one and that's almost like a vital part of the drama between them all, whether Shota being, having the burden of being a closer and dealing with his family legacy or Tamaki and the burden of looking after Suzume after her mother's death, or even Suzume herself and the burden of her choices and promises that that culminates in the world coming close to Armageddon. Like it's all Suzume's choices and the things that she feels are missing in her life that leads to her taking the keystone and freeing the first worm, which is the reason why she meets Shota. But then again, that choice and the promise that she makes to fix it becomes the thing that has her emotional resolution. Every character in the film has to deal with a burden and how they handle it. It's a huge part of what makes those characters so fantastic and feel so great. And one of the things that I loved was in the end credits, we just got pictures and little moments of them going back to their home and mm. we get them revisiting all the locations. There was a nice one where Tamaki and Suzume are on the train and Suzume is asleep and she misses Mount Fuji going past the window again. <laughs> yeah. And like they go back to the to the bar and they're singing karaoke and they reunite with the with the girl who's delivering oranges and she spills all of her oranges again really really fun and nice ways to kind of bring the characters together and to life and i feel like those realistic characters through many things through the comedy and through the way that they're all explored is what makes the movie resonate mm. so much yeah i felt like i know it's not a comfort film but it did feel like you know it was just like with the animation you just felt like you were going somewhere on a journey and this film as i said like as a left cinema i felt like i'm watching that film forever in a good way like you were just on a journey somewhere else and it's like one of those films that feel like you've been watching a long time and that's a good feeling you know you've just been somewhere else and it felt like two hours and sometimes two hours can be nothing but this it just felt like you were just on a journey and you had to explain someone what you've just been on I just love the creativity in, into this. Like, there was no manga or, you know, anything that went into it because usually you get a lot of anime that is kind of developed from a series or a manga, but from a film, that's impressive because, you know, you just got a lot of drawings to do or lots of ideas and it's just really, really cool. You can definitely see the creativity into this film and I love it. The storytelling was just excellent. Yeah, I agree. I really think that it just kind of ticked all the boxes. And while I don't feel the same as you, I don't feel like, like for me, the, the length of the movie was a little bit of a negative, but still it's very small things. I really think that this movie is something special. And if, if Makoto Shinkai keeps on making movies like this, <laughs> then we really have a really, really great filmography on, on, on its way. Yeah, That's going to be fantastic to see unfold. And I don't know what the next thing is going to be, but I'm, 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 so, I'm so ready for it. Let me see what he's done. So he's done... Well, he's most... Wow, he's mostly a writer. In oh, really? A lot of things, but he is... So your name was based on... Yeah, his novel. It was definitely based on his novel that you wrote, which I gave to you. Yeah, he wrote. Wow. Oh, wait, he wrote that too? Yeah, he wrote that entire novel. Yeah. I didn't even realize. (laughs) And he wrote in The Garden of Words, which I heard that was great. 
five centimeters per second. He has a really interesting career. This guy life. is a wizard, and I am ready. To, I'm just ready to see everything that he wants to make because the two that I've seen so far have been so yeah. good. And everyone says that weathering with you is great too. So here we go. I'm oh, ready. there's a really interesting quote that you said. Like the thing about getting rejected is that you reflect and think and analyze about why you got turned down. You'll learn a lot more from stories about getting rejected than stories about becoming happy. That's why I prefer those stories. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. The, that that feels very much in the spirit of what we see in Suzume. The idea of failure and of hopelessness kind of feels like a big part of the narrative, whether it be mm. Shota kind of becoming the keystone and taking that sacrifice because, you know, they don't have the strength to close the gates, or even like Suzume and her guilt about opening everything at the beginning, like that kind of becomes a part of what every character has to overcome. Or even in the words that Suzume and her aunt say to each other when they are at their lowest point, like that all kind of becomes part of that feeling of hopelessness. Yeah, I'm looking at his IMDb. He says that he's a Japanese director, writer, producer, animator, editor, cinematographer, voice actor, what? manga artist, and a former graphic designer. That is too much talent. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but can can we have some of that, please? Can you share yeah, it with pl- the people? Please, please give it to me. <laughs> give it, give. Please. It. Oh, man. <laughs> I love this film. I really do. Me too. Me too. What are you going to give it out of 10? I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. Yeah, me too. Please go see it if you can, because it's not available. Well, I think it's available now. It's not going to be at cinemas anymore, but it will be hopefully, you know, Blu-ray streaming, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it might be on Crunchyroll if it's available sometimes. Well, it is a Crunchyroll. It's a Crunchyroll film, isn't it? The yeah. At the at the beginning of the film, it showed yeah. Uh, the Crunchyroll um logo. So yeah, yeah. It probably uh, will be. Yeah, this film is great. Yeah, please do watch it. It's just a wonderful Absolutely. film. Absolutely. And I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if this shows up in our top tens when we do the best films of twenty twenty three. I can't. I can't really see it not being in mine. Uh, yeah. There'd have to be some real bangers, but then again, we, there some, we've had there a pretty some good real year. bangers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, thank you everybody for listening to our three-year special. Oh Woo! my, oh my, here we are, three years. Um, wow. Just want to take a moment before we wrap up, just to say thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening, and thank you for kind of you know persisting. Year two was pretty depressing. We were trying to <laughs> we were trying to kind of get our style kind of right. And I feel yeah. like year three has been the payoff of that. So many videos have done really well and we've had people talking and, and engaging. And that has been so great. Like the Andor video, when the Andor video hit a thousand views for the first time in over a year, I was so, so happy because we've tried really hard to make this the best that it can be, you know, whether it be yeah. editing or whether it be the, the kind of projects that we choose. You know, we did we did the 2023 Pinocchio. We did the live action Pinocchio just, you know, to kind of like be part of that conversation and to kind of like do these new things. And, you know, even when branching out with Suzume, which is, I think, maybe the first non-English language movie that we've done on the pod. I might be wrong about that, but I think it is. Um, like that's just really yeah. exciting and doing all these new things and re- looking back at old stuff it's been a hell of a year and thank you everybody for joining us on that ride and if you're new because i know that this video will bring in a new kind of audience hello i <laughs> uh, hope you enjoyed our talking about it yeah what what do i have to say you, you said everything uh <laughs> thank you yeah thank you for listening i thoroughly enjoyed doing that and or episode and i hope you yeah. enjoyed that one because that was so much fun to talk about um, it really was I remember we were just shouting, one way out. One way out, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. 
Amazing. I just love that yeah. one. That is my favorite episode to do so far. But this one as well, it was great to talk yeah. about Suzume. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we really have done some great stuff. And we've got some really cool stuff coming in year four as well. So, you know, we've got another anime. We've got How Do You Live, which is a Studio Ghibli movie, a Miyazaki movie. That's going to be so much fun. We also have three episodes on Doctor Who, which I am so excited for. We're going to do the 50th anniversary. We're going to do the 60th anniversary. We're going to talk about the best episodes of New Who. That's going to be great. And of course, we've just got so much fun stuff coming into the next year, and I really can't wait. And of course, on top of all of that, I will keep on making those shorts and those TikToks. And that has really been another great thing that we've done this year. It's been so amazing to see images with with our commentary that has been so much fun and then that's a different way to get people involved i've really enjoyed we've had our most viewed video ever and that's been a short and that was so great and you know you see people connecting with it and commenting and liking and all of that stuff really does mean the world and of course i gotta say thank you as always to l jones mayor for the theme ronan phillips the vocals and zayn afsal for the fantastic thumbnails because you know all of that like like that stuff is it's just awesome. like a huge part of of the podcast now and you know like the thumbnails always have been the themes a newer thing but i love it it's so great to see thank you everybody for listening if you enjoyed it and you're listening on youtube you can give us a like and subscribe if you want to see more and if you are on spotify you can follow us and give us a five star review if you think we're worthy send us an email tell us your thoughts on suzume on anime on makoto shinkai and all of his incredible talents tell us what you thought about the movie and any of that kind of stuff we'll answer it right here on the podcast alstinefilmpod at gmail.com and you can follow us on twitter and instagram at alstinefilmpod and next week is teenage mutant ninja turtles which is another animated film fantastic i love animation it is cinema cinema yes indeed hey hey john hey hey john hey john guess what you know do you know which animated character is is really cool i'm a gundai no! You cannot <laughs> keep bringing I'm a gun die. Listen, it's our three-year special. I had to do it. I had to do it. I'm just going to confuse everyone. I'm a gun die. <laughs> okay, okay. I thought you were going to about to say something like something cool. Something profound. Something with a lot of weight. No, no. It's I'm a gun die. Of course. I, I, I'm a gun die. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Thank you for listening. I thoroughly enjoyed doing this podcast. It, it's oh, yeah. great. It's so much fun. You say that like you're about to leave. No, I'm I've not I've really about enjoyed to leave. three years of the podcast, and I must announce no, that I am, three... I'm leaving no. to become a carpenter. I don't know. A carpenter. A carpenter. Wow. <laughs> the carpenter, yes. Like Jesus. <gasps> Jesus. Uh, no. Um, Jesus was a carpenter. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> thank you for listening. Take what you're given. Give nothing back. Goodbye. Goodbye.